Hey guys, in this episode, we're talking with Alex Stevenson from Ninja Teacher. You've probably seen him on YouTube. He has tons of videos about daily life in Vietnam and English teaching. I myself came into Vietnam through Ninja Teacher's TESOL program. I knew I wanted to interview Alex eventually for this podcast, but I wasn't sure what topic because I personally hate talking about English teaching. But he had one video that really caught my eye, which was called, Do You Have the Right Personality to Be an English Teacher? And I remember that feeling of being worried if I had the right type of personality to teach because I'm very introverted and not super loud and energetic. But he talks about how teachers can be successful with all different types of personalities. He also talked about how he has built a team within Ninja Teacher around different personality types, so I really wanted to get him on here to go deeper on personality and building a team. Our conversation went on quite long, so I'm splitting it into two parts. The first part is more about how he started Ninja Teacher, how he comes up with the content for his channel, and how he identified his strengths to realize that he didn't have the personality for teaching, but rather had the passion and personality for entrepreneurship and making videos. In part two, we go much deeper on different personality types of teachers, different tests you can take to understand your personality and strengths, and the benefits and pitfalls of these tests, as well as our personal results from these tests and how we feel about them. Hint, I'm pretty pissed about my results, but I really enjoyed this conversation and I hope you do too. So without further ado, here it is. Welcome back to Creators in Saigon, where myself, Dana, and my co-host, Lam, talk with creative entrepreneurs in Saigon about life, about truth and business and creativity. And today we are here with Mr. Alex Stevenson, founder and director of Ninja Teacher. How are you, Alex? I'm doing great. It's nice to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here, particularly because I went through the Ninja Teacher program uh, before, well, when I was deciding, you know, where am I going to teach abroad or if I even want to teach abroad, and I stumble across Alex's YouTube channel, Ninja Teacher, and there's just so much great content on there. It's literally amazing how you're able to answer every single question that popped into my mind, whether I even knew I had the question or not. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah, because I would, you know, there's all the logistical stuff like what's the cost of living and which city should I live in and you know things like that but then even the more emotional aspects that you might be struggling with um, because of course it's there's a lot of fear around okay I'm about to leave my home country leave my life leave everything I know I've never taught English before I don't know anything about this and it's like oh there's Alex with the answer <laughs> like there's a YouTube video about that so it was just really amazing that's really cool to hear <laughs> yeah so um to give a bit more background about who Alex is so he is an educator entrepreneur and content creator from South Africa and he has lived in Asia for the last six years with the past four being in Vietnam 
he's taught English in countries like South Korea and Vietnam. And like I just mentioned, he has a YouTube channel called Ninja Teacher with nearly 500 videos and 5 million views, wow, with daily life and informational videos about teaching English abroad. And he currently runs Ninja Teacher Academy, which is an English teacher training school in Vietnam that trains, supports, and helps find jobs for over 100 individuals per year who want to start teaching English abroad. So perhaps if you've been listening to this podcast from afar and you've been kind of wondering, uh, should I, could I, you know, move abroad, teach English, um, I fully recommend Alex's program and coming to Vietnam. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, Vietnam's awesome. Yes. So I want to ask, how do you find that you are able to know like what kinds of questions people are going to be thinking about along this journey when they're debating like should I come to Vietnam should I teach English how do you how do you just seem to know you're like a wizard (laughs) and one more question how do you come up with that name ninja teacher Ah, yeah yeah so those actually tied together a little bit because when I was about to leave for Asia to start teaching English myself um, I knew that I wanted to create some kind of a blog or YouTube channel and I needed a name for it. And so I was thinking about, you know, what am I going to be doing? I'd already decided I'm going to teach English in Asia. Uh, it was a random occasion that inspired me to. It was a one day a friend of mine said that he was thinking of going to teach English in South Korea and did I want to go? And I knew nothing about it. <laughs> but that same day, another friend of mine was actually leaving to teach English in Thailand. And I was just, I called her to say goodbye. And then those two things kind of came together and I was like, okay, maybe that's something I could do. And so I'd already had a little bit of experience making videos. So I was, I was like, okay, I'm gonna start this YouTube channel, start a blog. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be an English teacher. So put teacher in there. I'm going to Asia. Ninjas. Ninjas are cool. (laughs) So I put the two together. Ninja teacher. The domain name ninjateacher.com was available. It's always Mm. hard to find a good domain name. So I picked that up and that's how it started. And then just stuck with it because I think it's a catchy name. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's a bit different, especially when we became a company from all the other TEFL, TESOL companies that help people start teaching English abroad, which are like international TEFL house or, Mm -hmm. you know, they're all kind of, uh, I wouldn't say boring, but just generic. Yeah. So I think this helps us to stand out a bit. Mm -hmm. So the thing that I started doing was as I was going through that journey of leaving to teach English myself, I started documenting right from the beginning. So I just started talking about things that I wanted to know about. And I thought other people might be interested in knowing about. Mm. So it was quite easy to think of the content that would be useful to people because I was going through it. So it all came through my own experience. And I was able to uh, pull out those questions, answer those questions, and also just show what daily life abroad is like. So I really tried to capture that as much as possible, which I found was something that was really useful when I did watch some videos online most of them were just someone sitting in their apartment talking about teaching English in Mm -hmm. South Korea or Vietnam 
and I was like, I want to see a bit more. So the few that had more video footage and content about life arts in, in Asia, uh, I really liked those, so I thought I'd add more of it. But the questions themselves, yeah, as people ask me more questions too, I started to answer them. I started to just see what people were searching for, for answers and making content based around that. Mm, very smart. Yeah, and it was, like you said, yeah, when I was looking on YouTube trying to understand, because I had never been anywhere in Asia before coming out here. So I had absolutely no idea what to expect. I didn't know what the lifestyle was like out here. And so I was just trying to research everything I can. And when you're on Instagram, of course, it's a very like, rose-colored glasses kind of view of right. what you might experience and everything looks perfect and beautiful and I'm like but wait I want the real real like what am I getting myself into here and also I have you know my parents super worried about me coming out here they also want to know what's it like out there where where's our daughter going right now so for me to be able to especially your videos about showing the living situations. Like you had a lot of apartment tours and like walkthroughs of that. So I could literally just set up the computer in front of my parents and be like, look, I'm not living in some like rice field in the middle of nowhere or something like this is a city. There's things happening. There's like nice places to live. And yeah, so that kind of like the war is over. Yes, it, it <laughs> yeah. definitely helped like <laughs> calm their fears, I think. It's quite funny because I think quite a lot of people find our videos useful, uh, but sometimes the people who come through our program or I just meet to watch some of the videos, they say that their parents are like my biggest fans. <laughs> so they're like, oh yeah, you're cool, but my mom like, thinks you're awesome. <laughs> so everyone shows their parents the video to like make them feel comfortable with it. Oh, that's good to know. I'm not alone in that. I thought, I thought I was the only weird one. Awesome. And yeah, so like I was saying before, you know, of course there's the really educational videos in the sense of, okay, here's here's the apartment, here's like what a day in the life of teaching is. But when those questions start coming up as someone considering coming out here, it's like all these fears of, wait, am I even going to be successful at teaching? And for me, I had zero experience teaching. I never really had the desire to teach. It more kind of was like, my desire was to live abroad first and foremost and teaching was the way to be able to make income and be able to live out here and do that so it's not like i had this particular like inclination for teaching plus i didn't have any experience with children either so i really was like okay i can't can't teach don't know how to deal with kids how how is this going to happen and your video, you made a video about do I have the personality for teaching? Because I think a lot of people worry, oh, am I too shy? Am I too introverted? Am I like not good enough with children or something like that? So what what kind of gave you the purpose for doing that video? How did that idea come to you? Yeah, well, that is a big interest of mine, actually. I studied psychology in university, and I think ah, that's... Another one. Our, our previous guest did, too. All uh, right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, something I'm really interested in. I didn't actually learn that much about personality 
theory in university. I kind <laughs> of carried on learning about it afterwards. Mm -hmm. But I realized that, you, you know, there's a lot of people that have a sense of who they are, but they don't necessarily know if that's going to be the right personality for something that they're going to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes having a bit of reassurance that, yes, it's okay to be how you are and learn this this thing, this new skill, and that you can be successful at it, even if you don't think you're the right personality for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so important because it's like, well, why not just try, you know, don't take yourself out of the game before you even give it a chance. Exactly. And you never know. So have you have you had any stories where someone came into the program and they were really not sure and maybe even in the beginning they were kind of shaky because in in your program we do actual practice like getting in front of the class you know, uh, getting those nerves out in the beginning. Um, so was there anyone who really like most improved player, I guess you could say? Yeah, absolutely. Every month. And I think that's it's a, a range. You know, some people are more confident to start off with with standing in front of people. Some people less so. Some people are more shy. Some people are quieter and you just see a huge amount of change in, in people once they realize that, hey, it's something I can learn. And yeah, we've had people that have started off very shy and not confident that they would be able to teach people, that they could stand in a classroom and actually deliver a lesson and make it all work so that the students learn something. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of the course, they'd come out and they'd feel confident to go into a classroom and and teach people mm -hmm. and I think that's really cool for people that have been the kind of people that think they would never be a teacher or someone that's able to mm, do presentations and things like that personally I've been one of those people at growing up I was quite shy and I didn't like the idea of doing that I never thought I'd be a teacher mm -hmm. and then you know over the years I've become more confident and I think that that's what happens with people too when they are pushed into those situations you know they choose to be in the program but then once they're there they have no other choice but to push themselves to get out of their comfort zone and become more confident in that way absolutely yeah sometimes things just happen where you don't even have the chance to be scared you have to just dive in you know like sometimes they'll tell you oh you're uh, you're gonna go teach this class. It's like 13 to 17 year olds on this topic and then you show up and it's like five-year-olds on a totally different topic or something and you just have to like think quick on your feet. But after you go through that experience, now you're like, okay, well, I did it, you know, and I didn't die, nothing bad happened. Right. So you just, I think with each experience, you just break down the fear until there's almost no fear. And that definitely was my experience as well. Um, and I think, like I said before, it's like don't knock it till you try it kind of thing where you might not think you can do it, but just getting up there and trying, give yourself the chance. Yeah. So you started out teaching English in this YouTube video where you talk about the personality. Um, do you have the personality to teach? 
you mentioned how you started off teaching English, but that after a while you kind of realized that maybe your personality wasn't best suited for that and it was better suited towards starting a business. So how long were you teaching English before you started realizing maybe this isn't for me and something else is better? It was only about two years, so not that long. Mm -hmm. And um, it was towards the end of that that I realized that there could be things that I would be better at within the same space, the Mm -hmm. same sector, but that I could better use my skills and um, strengths Mm -hmm. with, yeah. Yeah. How did you self-reflect and understand what your skills and strengths were that could be better utilized? Yeah, it's an interesting question because in retrospect, you can kind of create this picture of, oh, I knew this about myself, this about myself, so I knew that this thing would be better. But in reality, it's often just a, you know, a feeling that you get or a slight shift in direction that you feel like you want to move in that direction. And for me, it was that I realized... I liked to teach, I enjoyed it, but there were aspects of my personality as well as things I was good at that could bring value to people outside of the classroom. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm sure we're gonna talk a lot about personality, so I can chat about some of the the aspects of my personality and you know all the different personality tests that can help you identify those things. Mm -hmm. And then just Skills-wise, you know, I'd already had quite a lot of experience with the the video stuff. And in retrospect, this was something I didn't realize at the time, but I've definitely got an entrepreneurial streak in me. Mm-hmm. And when I think back, it makes sense. You know, I when I was younger, I actually did some cr- crazy things <laughs> to uh, make some money. Like, we didn't even live on a farm or anything, but I had this idea that I was going to buy chickens and sell the eggs. So I bought like 30 chickens that just ran around our garden and like try to sell the eggs at local markets. Was this like uh, at your parents' house? Yeah, too? exactly. Yeah, I, was, I was young. Oh my God. <laughs> and, uh, and other things, actually the, the video stuff, I, I came back to realizing that I loved creating video content. And also when I look back on that, you know, I used to... Uh, video record my friends skateboarding would make like videos about that and I would also this combines the the two things is I would record uh, different events at my school and then sell the tapes to parents Mm. so I liked video stuff and uh, yeah I recognized that those skills were things that I liked on the other hand the actual business skills I just started learning them and then I realized afterwards that I liked that stuff. So that wasn't something that I knew I would like, Mm -hmm. but had some kind of idea that perhaps this could be the way to go for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's super interesting to mention about the business side of things that I don't think any of us are just born with like knowing how to run a business. and. I, I remember too often when I was younger having all these ideas for businesses, but I was always just held back um, with my own self-limiting beliefs of like, well, I don't know how to run a business. It's like, okay, no one knows how to run a business. You figure it out as you go along. And similarly for me as well, I did this exercise where 
uh, when I was trying to figure out, you know, what do I want to do with my life and stuff, I wrote down all the previous jobs that I had had and what did I like about them and what didn't I like about them. And because I just love to look at all the data and just find the commonalities and everything, uh, which we'll also talk about later with all the like 50 personality tests that I took (laughs) at once. But yeah, and then I just started finding the common thread of, okay, I really enjoyed working with small business owners and and like helping them grow and do their marketing and PR and seeing them grow and I was like hmm interesting and I didn't like working at the big corporations and feeling like I'm not making as much of an impact and feeling like I don't have control over my own schedule and things like that so I was like aha this sounds interesting what about you Lam? like I know that you have had tons of different kind of career paths (laughs) was there any kind of commonalities that you noticed throughout yeah is there's always like a common theme line behind everything that i've ever done Mm -hmm. is to help people Mm -hmm. it's like like you too since you were a kid like you, you thought of like having a business and how to run it and for me whenever i saw people getting sick it just like hurts me to the core and i just like you know like ran to like bookstore and i find books about healing and medicine and and techniques that could heal people right away because it's just like so painful to see people in pain and Mm -hmm. i literally can feel their pain and i just i told you i just few months ago I realized that I'm an empath Mm -hmm. and that's also like really like coherent with the personality test that Mm. I retook like the other day after you sent me the link and it says the same thing like yep you are an INFJ and on the other term the counselor the mystic empath I'm like whoa okay that's so interesting that you're an INFJ. I'm sure we'll go into it more, but uh, so many of the people I've worked with have been INFJs. I have a sense that you, when I first saw you, I'm like, hmm, he's got something that's really similar with INFJ. I don't know why, but that's how I feel. INTJ, so it's close. Okay, yeah. okay, that explains. So no one knows what we're talking about right now. (laughs) Right, (laughs) yes. I'm about to say, okay, save it for later. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not being a good presenter right now. Um, (laughs) Okay, so let me think. Where do I want to go next with this? At what point did you realize, okay, it's time to start bringing on a team? Like, I can't do this all myself. Yeah, that's an awesome question because it's so hard to do if you are a solopreneur, someone who's built up something all by yourself. Mm -hmm. You think you're the only one that can do something. You think you do it the best. Uh, You have to put that aside and realize, hey, someone else could do it as well as me, if not better, if you find the right person. Mm -hmm. And uh, even if they do it at 80 90 percent of how you do it it's still worth taking that off your plate so you can focus on the other things so it was after a couple of years of just doing um, you know recruiting and marketing for other tesla courses that i realized well i'm spending a lot of time creating content but i'm also doing all these skype interviews with people 
and I'm doing that all by myself. So I was doing a lot every week, you know? So I don't know, maybe 20 calls per week or something like that. And then I realized, well, I actually, firstly, I got very good at that over time, but I also realized that that wasn't my favorite thing to do or wasn't necessarily something that gave me more energy. It actually drained me mm. after a while. And so I realized, well, if I bring someone in to replace me, then if they're good at it, if they like doing it, then that just frees up more time to do the stuff that I like more and also I'm better at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely a lesson I've learned as well in my business. And it was hard to kind of sit down and think about, well, wait, like what are these things that are draining my energy? Because as an entrepreneur, I think things are moving so quickly every day. It's just like, go, 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 like, you know, and you you don't take that time necessarily to pause and just look at everything you're doing and like, wait, what can I get help with? What don't I like to do? And understanding, yeah, the things that I didn't like to do, I assumed that no one else would like to do them. Right. So I'm like, who would like to do this? Like, this sucks. But then you realize, oh, we have different personalities we're all different we all have different strengths and skills and there are people out there who would freaking love to do what you hate to do and they would be better at it than you exactly (laughs) okay so how did you then figure out what were the different kinds of skills that you needed help with like how did you decide what because in your video um you talk about angie i know she's not She's in Thailand, I think, now. She's in Thailand now, Um, But she was, like, doing customer experience kind of stuff. And so how did you kind of think, okay, I need customer experience person. I need this kind of person. Yeah, so I think it goes back to what I realized was something that I didn't necessarily want to be doing. And then also trying to find, uh, specify what that role was. So you have to group together the tasks that one person can do and then creates a, a role for them in the company that they can fill. Mm. And that's just about taking a look at what needs to be done and then finding the right person to do it. Mm-hmm. And you also mentioned in the video you were very intentional about putting together a team, keeping personality in mind. So did you think about beforehand like okay these are the types of personalities I'm looking for or was it more like you hired them and then it was like okay we're gonna assess everyone's personality and understand each other's strengths bit of both in the beginning I you know when you're hiring for the first time you don't really know what you're doing you read a bunch of books and blogs and ask some people you know what do you hire based on and it was a bit confusing to me and I knew the kind of person that I wanted, but I think I got a little bit too caught up in oh, what kind of personality do they have to be to fill this role. And that's the, that's the flip side of all this personality stuff is you don't want to box people into a certain kind of personality based on their test results. And you also don't want to, people are complex. so you can't just define who they are by personality tests. So I was a little bit too into it. You know, I asked, oh, you know, submit your your personality profile, do this, this, and this test. Before you hired them. I did, yeah. 
And I think that was helpful, but at the time, because I didn't really focus actually on the best things to focus on, which aren't always the personality types, um, I think I got lucky with the first few people that I hired more than anything. Mm -hmm. And maybe I did use a sense of intuition for making the decisions based on, oh, I, I think this would be a good person for the role, but I think that now what I know about hiring, yes, that's a, a part of it. And also you need to take into account lots of other factors too. And you don't want to narrow it down too much. But then after we, we hired people, um, it's a small company, so there aren't that many roles. But then at a certain point, you can start to get a sense of what is this person good at? What do they like doing? what kind of personality traits do they have that would be maybe more suited to this side of the business and someone else to the other side of the business. And that was more, there wasn't much room for that when it was just a marketing company when, you know, it's marketing plus uh, sales, essentially doing Skype calls and interviews with people. Um, you know, there's basically two, two roles, but now that we're, you know, a vertically integrated company where we do everything from, the marketing to the sales to the training to the support to the networking with schools find jobs scheduling interviews and stuff like that uh, then I can see who's best suited based on what I've learned about their personality and and shift them around into roles that they also enjoy too mm -hmm. amazing and I'm sort of curious now what what kinds of things are you thinking about strategically for your business now? What's kind of keeping you up at night? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I think the biggest thing is trying to stay focused on the most important things and saying no to certain things. Right now in how we've got things set up, you know, I'm the director, so I'm managing the rest of the team, but I'm also head of marketing technically which is what I, I really have started out with and still like doing a lot is the creation of content you know marketing's got a bit of a bad reputation in you know, the word it's people think of it as trying to sell things to people that they don't want or need mm -hmm. but in reality it's just finding the people that do want what you have and then conveying to them how it can help them and presenting new opportunities that are exciting and interesting. So, you know, maybe someone's looking for a new job and then you put teaching English in Vietnam in front of them in an exciting and interesting way. Mm -hmm. And then you provide a solution to what they're doing, uh, to how to do it. And, uh, you know, that's essentially what marketing is. And so what I have to do now is say no to a lot of things and just focus in on what is, what is the best way to do this. And, you know, I think what I'm trying to be intentional about this year is focusing on saying no and doing the things that I can do that create the most value for the amount of time I put in. Because you can do a lot of busy work, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the most useful thing. So you can be really busy thinking you're getting a lot of stuff done, but if you're doing busy work on stuff that's not as important. It's not versus, efficient. It's not efficient, yeah. And so now I'm actually focusing on doing more stuff like this, you know, collaborating with other creators, uh, interviews, getting out there, connecting with other 
creators and companies and stuff like that because mm-hmm. that's the best use of my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the networking because there might be opportunities out there that you don't even know about. Like you couldn't think of it yourself until you actually met that person and there was that synergy there of like, oh, we could do something together. Yeah. So how is the current dynamic with your team now? So maybe you're you're kind of the visionary, it sounds like. You're coming up with the ideas. Uh, do you have someone on your team to sort of bounce these ideas off with? And maybe you go too far to the right and they kind of pull you back and how does that dynamic work yeah you actually described it perfectly (laughs) i like the word visionary i I wish i could claim that uh it's probably more a little bit i come up with all these crazy ideas and then sometimes they they work out yeah um miranda on our team you know miranda right she's Mm -hmm. often the sounding board of reason Mm -hmm. who i you know i put out ideas that just come to my head and then she's like well, there's this and this and this and this uh, that we should consider. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. Let's not do that. (laughs) So it's, uh, yeah, because I am, that's part of what I know about myself that's a strength, but also a weakness is I'm not good at details. uh, So I don't like to think too much about, you know, all the the nitty gritty mm, small things that... Uh, need to be considered. I like to think about the big picture, big ideas, uh, how we can make big changes, innovate, Mm -hmm. strategic thinking. But then it's important, yeah, to have those people who are more maybe organized. I'm not Mm -hmm. necessarily the best organizer either and uh, more detail oriented to bring you down to a place where you're not making rash decisions either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more about someone who's able to project manage and break down bigger goals into smaller chunks because I I struggle with that a lot too like I have this is where I want to be but I can't you know think of what are the little steps to get there and then I get stuck because I'm so overwhelmed it's like oh I just want to be there I don't know how to get there there's so much to do I can't figure it out right so yeah it must be really nice to sort of have that balance it's awesome yeah Mm -hmm. and having that support when you know I, I was having a bit of a downtime in Cambodia because uh, I took a a vacation there during the Tet Lunar New Year holiday and Cambodia is is quite a mess right now in the south by the beaches because um, of the Chinese investment there they're just tearing everything up and creating huge skyscrapers and casinos and the whole small beach town as it was before has become like a city on the sea Mm -hmm. that's still under construction and um, you know, as we didn't have necessarily the best holiday, but when I came back, I had that team meeting. We had it yesterday, actually. That just brought me back up to speed, and also just in a good mindset to focus in on on the things that I need to be focusing on. Having that team support is is really nice, where you can complement each other's strengths. And I know that the members of our team are focusing on what they're good at and what they are in charge of and that's something i try to do in my management style i guess is just delegate uh, responsibility rather than little tasks because mm-hmm. if you are one of those micromanager type people um, it's not necessarily going to get the best results because people are they like to take on something that they can have control over 
I like to think at least and at least that's how I think about it and when I give the responsibility of a role to someone then they can take care of it and do what needs to be done to make it happen instead of just trying to tick off little tasks here and there I see that's a great approach yeah I like that because it probably makes them feel more like you trust them to perform not just a task but to yeah like you said kind of take on ownership and responsibility of something and and then they are more invested because it's like okay this is my project I'm not just you know checking something off for him to do so yeah I I really like that approach as well and it's it's helpful for me too because I'm very much in the beginning of starting to delegate tasks and I still feel like I'm micromanaging a bit like okay you do this you do this and it's almost counterproductive because you know I hired these people to get more things off my plate but actually it's still adding things to my plate because I'm still managing them rather than it being a, a more of a system that takes me out of it so do you find now that you're able to you know like enjoy your vacation and actually go away and things are still running because that's like my thing going on in my mind now what keeps me up at night is like in my business right now I can't step away because it would just there'd be no business yeah it's been a long process towards getting there and I'm still not entirely there but definitely much better um, when you have that uh, system that's running which is a system of people yeah you know everything is is people that's why they call it a, an organization because it's an organization of people that achieve stuff uh, and if you know that they know what they're doing and everything is systematized to a point where this is what they have to be in charge of and what each person has to be doing then you can step back and mm, Try not to worry as much. I still worry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. Um, And it probably frees up even more of that creative space in your mind, right? Because you're not you're not just stuck down there in the nitty gritty details. You now have all this headspace to step back and be like, okay, what are the bigger picture things that we could be doing? Exactly. And that's what I'm trying to have more time to do at the moment. Mm -hmm. There's a good book called The E-Myth Revisited, which you might want to check out, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, probably the best business book on creating a company that runs without you. Another one is Work the System by Sam Carpenter. Okay. Worth I will, checking out. I will link those in the show notes. Thank you. All right. So getting more into, I mean, we've been talking about personality kind of the whole time, but digging more into what exactly are the kinds of tools or strategies or tests that you've used um, to understand the personalities of yourself and your team. 